podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to Sports for Dummies, the best podcast in all the land, whether you are a sporting expert or a sports dummy like me. My name is Hope Ellen and I'm joined every single week by the wonderful Lewis Pierce, whose birthday was yesterday. Well, hey, hello, Hope. <laughs> Happy birthday, Boxing Day, Lewis, in your 20s now. Oh, big boy. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Bro. I know, I know. It's massive, isn't it? There you go. It's a big age. I tell you, what, it's weird. I woke up and I went, flipping heck, I've really been alive for 20 years. That is mental. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's going to happen now? You'll start to forget how old you are. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> like the next, the next level, you will because I'm 24, and I often, if people ask me how old I am, my tongue goes 21. I'm not 21. That was three years ago. Get with the program. So that will happen to you soon. I'm really, really looking. Well, I mean, what a way to kickstart the birthday then. You know, to know that that's coming. That is great. <laughs> how did you celebrate? Oh, it was really good. Thank you. So I woke up, had a couple of calls with family from all over the world. Had spoke to people in Sweden, in Australia, Ooh. and. That was very fun. Yes, I've got family from all over. Then I went into London and I went to Chinatown. That was delicious. Had some Chinese. And we watched the new uh, musical about Bob Marley, which was absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Uh, I saw that when I was in London the other day. I saw a poster for that. Was it really good? Yes. Oh, I promise you, anyone that's listening that is a Bob Marley fan, it's a must. It was genuinely awesome. Like, I won't spoil it because obviously that will ruin the musical, but it was absolutely fantastic. I've, put it, I've written it down because my dad is a massive reggae fan. As am I. Yes, so, so that might be a good Christmas uh, present. Yes, good idea. Great idea. No, it is genuinely brilliant. Definitely recommend. For anyone listening, it is fantastic. Favourite Bob Marley song? Oh, I hope that. But that's hard. I won't, again, it won't spoil anything. Um, oh, I couldn't pick. I think if I had to listen to one on repeat, that's the only way of doing this, right? It'd probably be jamming. I think jamming's a standard tune. Um Obviously, Three Little Birds is a classic, but then that's kind of like, yeah, it's a bit overplayed. Those the people that are like, I'm a Bob Marley fan, name a song, and it's like, ah, oh, Three Little boring. So, I, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for jamming. What would you say? I don't know. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I like his um, Bob Marley and the Wailers. I like that that kind of yeah. um, era for him, and I also really like his son's music, Damien Marley. Yeah, Damien Marley. Yeah. Fun Very fact good. for you, hopes. So this is a little, we can tie in some sports here. So Ajax, who are a Dutch team, Damien Marley, who is Bob Marley's son, actually sang the song with them at a pre-match game. Anyway, the reason why I'm telling you this story, Hope, is they have a shirt this season. So their third kit, which is their alternative kit, has the three little birds on the back. Hey. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, they actually can't wear the shirt with the three little birds on the back because Adidas claim it as sponsorship. So they're not allowed to have it. So they've removed the birds, which is really weird. Um, but you can't buy the kit anywhere. It literally is sold out all over the world. But it's an absolutely wicked kit. So there is a fun sporting fact tied in to Bob and Damien Marley. What's Ajax? They're a club in the Netherlands. I don't know why that's just a name. <laughs> Lewis, should we jump straight into it? What is story? A number or no? Absolutely. So hope the NBA returned this week. Did you hear anything about it? Any news? Any stories? NBA's basketball. Yes, and last week we spoke about Kyrie Irving. So that is roughly on the same page. Yes. He can't play in New York because of COVID rules. Bang, you're on it. How I'm impressed. Oh, are you going to tell me that it's moved? 
No, I'm not. Oh. But that that was no. Sorry, <laughs> what I let down. <laughs> yes, yes, Grace. Oh, um, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> okay. Um, but but that that is still topical. So he hasn't played, um, of course, as we were expecting. But no, it's not about him today. We, there's kind of one main person who we're going to focus on, who is a man called Steph Curry. Steph Curry. I'm going to write that down. Steph Curry. Have you ever heard of Steph Curry, Hope? No, but I love that surname. Oh, Steph Curry is one of genuinely the greatest. I know we said it last week about Kyrie being a good yeah, player. Yeah, you say everyone's Steph the greatest Cur- of all time. You you keep no. handing out this GOAT status quite a lot, Lewis, no, honestly. Whoa, whoa. No, not with basketball, Hope. I promise you, Steph is one of the greatest players ever to grace the NBA. He is absolutely insane like i i cannot my words don't articulate just how talented he is and when you watch his highlights some of the some of the moves and the plays and the shots he takes are like mind-boggling absolutely stupid so last night golden state played against the uh, they played against the la clippers they Mm -hmm. won last night so they won 115 113 steph curry scored 45 points hope he had a um, what you'd regard as a, a decent game. He scored 25 of the team's 44 points in the opening quarter. He was nine for nine, which meant he scored 100% of his shots. So he's a man who dribbles wow. the ball, but he, he, so he shoots three-pointers. So he's the man that stands behind the arc and shoots. But the shots that he takes are absolutely insane. And at the end of the game, it was back-to-back the whole game. It was a fantastic, fantastic game of basketball, end-to-end. Golden State were losing and Curry scored back-to-back threes to basically win the game for Golden State. And when you watch them, he literally scores, eight, so they're, they're down, he scores a shot pretty much from half court. He pulls up, shoots and easily gets it in. It was an amazing, amazing performance. He is an uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Right, I've got some questions for you now. Are you ready? Go, go for it. What would you say? You said he's insane. Many times yes. there, you think he's an insane good player. But what is his best skill? Why is he insane? His shooting. So his shooting, his three-point shot is insane. He revolutionized the way that basketball works. So he has this mindset where he's actually one of my biggest um, sporting heroes. He's a Christian like me, so he, he's one of my biggest sporting heroes. And he has a belief where even if he misses a shot, he believes his next shot will always go in. So it doesn't matter where he's shooting from and how many times he's missed. His mindset is always that the next shot is going to go in. And he basically revolutionized shooting. So the three point shot, because back in the day, so say in the 70s, 80s, they didn't shoot a lot of three pointers. They normally would dribble the ball and kind of do layups. Steph Curry will literally get the ball from half court from his inside. Like Steph has scored shots, hope from inside his own half in basketball to win and to put like the Golden State up against other teams. So the way that he shoots the ball, he has a very specific style of shooting, which is kind of hard to explain in a podcast sense without showing you physically. But if you go on the internet and look at how he shoots, he has a very unique like stance in the way he shoots and the way he kind of pulls up. He is honestly phenomenal and he has revolutionized basketball entirely for shooting that is so there's the free shot free shoot free point the shoot. three <laughs> yes the three <laughs> the three ball and that essentially means from a way away exactly and so it's free anything- like f-r-e-e not T-H-R-E-E. No, no no t-h-r-e so three so not a so not so a three point shot Right. Not a not a free point. And an up. 
you said uproar, no, uplift, up, left up. <laughs> What's that word? You said to those, you dribble, you dribble, and then at the net, you do the thing. Oh, a layup. That's the word. What do I say? Uproar. Uh, That's not it. Layup. Uproar. <laughs> <laughs> and then the crowd uproars. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not wrong. That does happen. Right. So I've learned two things. Layup and free shot. Next question. We're moving swiftly yes. on, Lewis. Yep. Keep it rolling. Where is the Golden State? Is that California? Yes, that is in hey. San Francisco. Well done. Oh, is, is, California, is San Francisco in California? Yes, it is. Great. That's West Coast. Thank you. Um, that sounded like a lot of points. Yes, 45 points. And you said like overall it was like 100 and something. So they won 115, 113. So how many points is one hoop worth? So anything inside the arc is two and anything outside the arc is three. So the way that basket was a bit like a, a sh imagine in football, you've got this. So if you scored a goal inside the box, it's worth two goals. And if you scored a goal outside the box, it's worth three goals. That's effectively how it works in basketball. It gets slightly more complicated when people get fouled. That's when things change, but that's too complicated to kind of, um, we can talk about it, but that just adds a level of complexity to our discussion. Now, Hope, we're going to move on to our next story of the day, which is about Simone Biles. I've never heard that name before. The gymnast, the gymnast from the US. That's the, she's the four-time Olympic champion. Is she the one who opted out? Yes, I was. See, I was just letting your brain tick to think. Yeah, have I heard there you go, boom. You've got. You, see, you're on it, Hope. Even when I'm not here, you know. You don't. You've got to back yourself, like Steph Curry. You've got to back yourself. Do you know what I think we should get for maybe the next series? A sound effect that goes. <laughs> for every time I'm wrong. I mean, that might irritate, <laughs> might irritate everyone because they probably hear more airs than content. But um, I think that might be a little fun thing to add. Anyway, yes, I know who she is. She pulled out because of mental health, didn't she? That's right. That is correct. So she actually did an interview yesterday on the Today Show in the US. Um, and it was quite an emotional interview, but she basically was explaining how she's been dealing with what's known in gymnastics as the twisties. And that's meant she's been no, she's no longer able to do kind of the big twists in the air in gymnastics. So what the twisties is, as it's defined, is basically when a person effectively, it'd be like, it'd be like skydiving without a parachute or driving a car and going into complete autopilot and not thinking. So obviously gymnastics is a very, very serious sport in the sense that there are great risks that come with it. Mm -hmm. Obviously there are for all sports, but the injuries when you do pommel, uh, pommel horse, any of those is absolutely enormous, especially how fast you, you know, you twirl in the air. And so what twisties basically is, is when it's a little bit, I guess, like being motion sick. That's how I could picture it in my own head, where you feel it's kind of like an out of body thing where you, you don't really know what's going on and it makes you feel sick internally. And she says, unfortunately, she's still struggling with that after um, oh. after the Olympics, which is really, really sad. Yeah, really difficult. And that's a common thing. If it's got a name, I'm assuming, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So the twisties. So that is a common thing in gymnastics. And um, yeah, so it does have a name to so the twisties. So yeah, so it is a common, it's not like it's a rare thing. It happens to a lot of people that either perform in gymnastics or later on in life, I guess, once their career is over, that then has a, an effect on their body. So is there a way that it's recommended for gymnasts to overcome that? Is she having treatment or counselling or anything? In this interview, she actually stated how important therapy has been and the fact that, you know, of course, she's a mental health advocate, which is amazing. She's been working with an app, uh, which is a US app called Cere 
I think it's cerebral, um, we'd say it here. And it, it's like a mental health app where you can basically go on and book appointments for different um, for different forms of mental health issues going on, which was fantastic. Um, I'm not sure whether that exists here. I don't believe so. I believe it's a US company. But it, it was quite quite sad to hear that actually that it's still going on of course the olympics was a couple of months ago she's currently on tour with the u.s gymnasts with something called gold over america tour which is basically the u.s gymnasts go touring over america and doing these amazing things but she said that she's not ready to perform these you know gravity defying twists and turns in the air because of this ongoing issue with the twisties so it's a real shame actually for her um, two things on this. It must be really difficult if your life is dedicated to your sport, but that trauma is also related to your sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. It would be, and maybe a lot of people would be like, I need to step away entirely in order to get over that trauma. But when some people, yeah. if it's their whole career and it's their whole life and they love it, that would be a really difficult decision to make. Uh, and my other thing would yeah. be as well, as someone who has received therapy and has had help with mental health, um, in like in terms of medication and support from um, doctors and things. If you are looking for therapy in your local area, what I recommend that you do is just Google counsellors near me and you might be able to find something. Um, I've done it here in, well, Berkshire. Am I in Berkshire? I think, I think I'm in Berkshire. I just Googled it in Berkshire and it came up with one straight away that was a free service that was fantastic. Um, and I'm sure there's loads dotted around the country. So don't always feel like you have to go through your doctors and then you want to wait and list for ages. Don't always feel like the only alternative is paying loads of money. There are fantastic agencies out there and companies who want to help. Um, so if you are struggling, I recommend doing that and yeah, speaking to someone that you trust. To end the episode this week, Lewis, what have you got for us? So, Hope, we've got a quite a fun, wacky story that was actually breaking news today. So, Paul Pogba, you know him, don't you, Hope? Um, a very tall football player with... Has he got blonde in his hair? He's got blue at the moment and blonde, I think. Oh, well, I need to upgrade my, uh, I know. my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you were quite good last year at the... I know, I know the players by their hair. Who was that one who had the hair last time? Hope, there, there have been... There have been, well, Dharma Traore was the one that was, that was baby oil and he had hair. The other, there were quite a few. I mean, I don't, I can't even, I genuinely can't remember. We've spoken about, there was one episode where we probably spoke for a good six minutes on hairstyles. <laughs> I mean, Foden has really taken the world by storm in the past few months. I mean, he's even in rap songs and everything now about his hair. Breaking them like they're stolen, Barbies, bleach blonde, Phil Foden, making them scream that it's coming home and that. I told Digger to roll with. Paul Pogba has designed the first 100% vegan, gender-neutral football boot. Are people eating their boots? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the funny thing was the campaign that was launched, in the advert, he literally has the shoe on effectively what looks like a vegan burger, and it's on top of lettuce. Like, he literally, the boots are sitting. I mean, it was. It is absolutely bonkers. So Paul Pogba collabed with fashion designer Stella McCartney, and created this boot which is called the adidas predator freak now the boots are made from materials that literally are entirely vegan and they're quite a cool design i wouldn't say they're, they're my sort of boots so they're a white boot with kind of a bluey green leopard spot print thing and they've got small orange rubber spikes on them i i knew stella mccartney she's done some quite um she's designed with adidas before because i've actually got an adidas stella mccartney top 
So she's worked with them a lot, hasn't she? That's right. Yeah. So last year during lockdown, there was something that Adidas released on YouTube called The Huddle. And that was where they basically got together people that were involved in kind of like fashion and culture alongside sports. And so one of the collabs they did was Stella McCartney and Paul Pogba talking about a potential football boot that they were going to make. That was in May 2020. And of course, a year and a bit later, we now have a, we now have the football boots. But there you go. So Hope, I want you to take a wild guess. There are two pairs. One, which is the main pair of football boots, are unlaced and the other pair is laced. They makes no difference, obviously, laced versus unlaced. They're slightly different in price. And what I'll say is that the unlaced football boots are more expensive. I want you to take a guess. How much do you think these vegan, eco-friendly football boots cost? My first comment would be to say, I know what Pogba's family are going to get for Christmas. <laughs> the second thing I'd say is that I have no idea how much football boots are. Okay. I'm going to put a guess out, but I could be overshooting and then ruin the... Go on. Um, 600 pounds. £235. I told you I was going to overshoot and then it's going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I meant, but, I meant 60. Even... I meant 60. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, well, I didn't say that. Um, yeah, so they, so they are 235 and the laced pair are 210. I mean... That is absolutely bonkers. To be fair, for a vegan football boot, which is gender neutral, is fantastic. And But I just, what I don't understand is how can you justify that price? Of course, there will be people that go and buy them and elite players will be able to afford them. But the trouble that with boots like these or football, or like football shirts, any of these things, is that they are just unaffordable. Chelsea actually recently released a kit and it costs £195. So it's like, the amount of money that you now have to pay for a pair of football boots or a football shirt or whatever to wear a, say, the match-worn replica shirts this season for clubs are roughly between 100 and £130. Money in football and sports in general really is absolutely bonkers hope. So how much is a pair of boots normally? So you could buy a standard pair of boots for probably 30 or 40 quid. I mean, if, if we're talking kind of like Sunday league level, the cheapest good pair of boots to buy would be about 30 pounds. The, the, it is unfair that they won't be accessible to everyone, but the reason they've been able to charge so much is because it's groundbreaking. Yes, this is true. Exactly. So the hope would be that others follow in that lead and provide ethical footwear like that for cheaper in future, maybe. I don't know. But that is a bit redonk. Absolutely. Not as redonk as 600 quid, that is a but bit... still a bit redonk. <laughs> yeah, but, but still a bit redonk. But I mean, to be fair, Adidas are leading the way. You know, they are leading the charge for kind of, I guess, changing changing the game in terms of, you know, the materials used, which is fantastic. But it is interesting that they beat, say, Nike and Puma and all these different brands. And I'm sure that very, very soon we'll be seeing other companies come out announcing they're making vegan-friendly football boots. Um, but I guess we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. This weekend, very, very big game, Sunday 4.30, which is kind of highlight of the Premier League this weekend. It's Liverpool against Man United. It's at Old Trafford. It's a very, very, very big game, Hope. Will you be watching? What day? Sunday 4.30. My dad might be here. So maybe we'll go to the pub ah, and watch it. There you go. Big so I'm game. I'm writing down Sunday 4.30. And now that Man U have got Cristiano Ronaldo... Yes. Are they better now than Man City? Because Man City at one point was like banging. So, interesting question, Hope. So, technically, in terms of summer signings, Manchester United, probably in the world, made the best transfer. They had the best transfer window of all clubs. 
However, their transfers haven't settled in well. Ronaldo did score the winner, actually, on Wednesday. They were 2-0 down at home against Atalanta. Awful performance. They were playing really poorly. In the second half, they turned it around. They won 3-2. Ronaldo scores a brilliant header to win them the game. But their signings haven't been gelling that well. They've also suffered from some injuries and that sort of thing. And Ronaldo hasn't really hit the ground running they'd hoped. So technically, from a from a financial perspective, Manchester United this summer probably made better signings than Man City. But Man City is still running the show. They've been fantastic this season. Um, they won on Tuesday night. They beat, I think they beat Club Bruges 5-1. I mean, it was a comfortable victory. Um, and yes. didn't they, they signed um, Grealish? They did for 100 million. That's right, they did. With Man U, I'm surprised that Ronaldo hasn't retired yet. He seems like he's been doing football as long as David Beckham. 36 years, Cristiano Ronaldo. So he's... He, he claims... Oh, go on. No, he's gone. He claims what? Well, well, his his claim and his hope is that he's going to be playing till he's at least forty, and his he want his aim in life is that he wants to play football with his young uh, with his oldest son, which will probably take about five or six years at least. So he's going to have to be in the game till he's about forty two to be able to play with his son. So that would be Cristiano Ronaldo and then Cristiano Ronaldo Junior, which would be very very weird to see on the same football pitch for the same team. But I guess we'll have to wait. And you see. might end up at Sunday League Ronaldo to make that dream come true. Yeah, well, you know, we'll be doing sports for sports for dummies, season thirty-seven, and and, and we'll be talking about Ronaldo. He'll be kicking the ball round with a Zimmer frame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man! And of course, with Liverpool supporters, both of us, probably not very good. Uh, we didn't think about that when we started the podcast. Maybe we should have a different team in, but no, Liverpool is the best. Yeah. Um, we done very well, didn't we, the other day with our score and. My dad keeps singing randomly, Mo Salah. That's right. So in fairness to everyone listening, just to not put people off and they're going, oh, flipping it, two Liverpool fans. When we talk about sports and, and football in general, of course, the neutral cap does come on. However, you know, when there's a game day, of course, as all football fans do, often the hat does come off. However, being Liverpool fans, we will not deny that performance hope, or that game in general was just absolutely mental. I mean... It really was end-to-end. Quite a controversial game in parts. Lots of decisions that were quite dodgy. I don't know if you saw the highlights or watched the game. But I was pleased. Mo Salah, at the moment, hopes seriously, best footballer in the world. And there's no bias there. That is just fact. He, this season, has been absolutely unplayable. What a talent we have. My dad keeps calling him the Egyptian king. The, that's his name. So the, the song goes, Mo Salah, Mo Salah, Mo Salah, running down the wing. So la 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 Egyptian King. That's the song for you. There you, you go. You sing it much better than my dad. He just goes, Mo Salah, when he's making his bran flakes in the morning. I'm like, what? <laughs> Is football on? No, just sad again. What's your what what's what's your dad's name? Paul. Shout out to Paul. There oh, you go. Oh, Paul, if you're listening, you're a legend. <laughs> he is a legend, Way. bless him. Um, right, on that note. Lovely to see you. There we go. <laughs> Yes, you too. <laughs> Episode two wrapped up. For anyone listening, please do get in touch with us on Twitter at dummies underscore sports, please. Or drop us an email at sportsordummiespodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what we've missed this week. What are you looking forward to on the weekend? Who are your team playing? And are there any sports next week or over the weekend that we can talk about next week? Please do let us know. Sports Social Podcast Network.